there's more to this life than I thought. And James inspires me. The things he says have encouraged me. It's like there's a walk, there's a path, and it's leading to something more real than I've ever known before. And it's exciting. I get around James and I hear things that help me in my life, my work. This work he talks about has become my work. I am excited about the possibility that other people could be affected, other people could be inspired to work on themselves, to grow, to, to realize there's more to this life. Have any of you ever heard the term clean room? Clean room is a room that they use in, in processing plants, manufacturing like microprocessors, for example. When microprocessors are so small and they've got so much stuff on there that even a fine particle of dirt can really mess things up. So a clean room is a room that has a certain specified amount of filters so that particles, pollutants, even aerosol particles are filtered out to a certain micron, certain number of microns. And they're certified clean rooms so that it's certified that nothing larger than this however many microns, no particle larger than that many microns can get into the room. No contaminants, no pollutants dust, dirt, aerosol, particles, microbes, whatever. Clean rooms are used where outside contaminants are undesirable. Eventually, this work needs an internal clean room where nothing from the external world can affect it. Eventually, not at first. Eventually, the mix is generous, world and work. But eventually, we need to start to filter out more and more and more of the world's pollutants. Last week, we talked about the need for work shoes. Now, we're talking about the need for a work room, a room in which you can work. Now, of course, we're not talking about a room in your house, like the room in which you meditate. You have a special place that you have your meditation cushion or your mat or your pillow or whatever you have, where you go and you sit there and you meditate. And you, you make that place your permanent place for meditation because it makes a difference. Now we're talking about an internal room, a place inside of yourself, internally, where you work, where the outside world cannot contaminate, pollute with undesirable outside things from the world, external things from the world. I've been accused of living like a hermit, which is derived from hermetic. Hermit, hermitage, hermetic, sound familiar? Have you ever heard the term hermetically sealed? Yes. Do you know that hermetically sealed means airtight, watertight? So hermetically sealed means that no contaminants can come in from the outside to whatever is hermetically sealed. Being accused of being a hermit hasn't always been a positive thing when the people accusing or making the accusation. It's more of it's not fair because you have something that I don't have. You have an advantage that I don't have. You can live like a hermit and I can't. I have to work out there in the world. We like to make excuses for ourselves. That's all I'll say about that. It's nothing new. Be in the world and not of it is another way of saying the same thing. This work must be insulated from the outside world is what Gurdjieff and Ospensky said about the same thing, to seal ourselves off, to insulate ourselves from the outside world. You see, people get a wrong idea about this, and that's fine. Wrong ideas are fine. There's no problem with wrong ideas. If you can see a wrong idea, it can be corrected. I would rather have someone have a wrong idea than no idea whatsoever. <laughs> you got a wrong idea, at least you got a clue. If you have no idea and you don't care, you're clueless. There's nothing I can do with you. 
You've got to at least have a wrong idea before we can start to talk. You've got to have a wrong idea before we've got anything to start with. So wrong ideas are fine. I like wrong ideas. Great. Bring on your wrong ideas. If you're willing to know the truth and you're willing to present your wrong ideas and step back from them and allow them to be transformed by the light, you can get right ideas that will take you somewhere, that will feed you, that will do something for you, that will help to change you. You can get right breadcrumbs, whole wheat breadcrumbs, seven grain breadcrumbs, good breadcrumbs that are healthy and good for you. If there's a God, how can he let such horrible things happen in the world? It's a common argument for atheism. Well, I would believe in God, and I would believe in your Jesus, and I would believe in your religion if God didn't let such horrible things happen in the world. If there really was a God, why does he let little children suffer like that? Why do people have to starve to death? Why are people killing each other? Why does God let that happen? I don't know. If I was God, I wouldn't. But I'm not God, which really sucks for me. But it's probably good for you, because if I was God, you might be eating vegetables. <laughs> you know? And you might not like that at all. Such thoughts come from not sealing off the work from the influences of life. Like, what has that got to do with anything? What, 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 what happens in this world got to do with God? Well, uh, uh, well, he's supposed to make it all right. What good is it if he can't make it all right? I don't know. Yes, you're going to have to trade him in on the real God. Well, what's that? Everybody talking about the real God. I don't know. But I do know this. I know that there isn't anybody fixing all this down here. And if that's what you meant by God, then you're right. There is no God. But that's mixing this esoteric teaching with the world. Thinking that this esoteric teaching is for the world. It's to make the world a better place. No. No. No, 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 no. No. This esoteric teaching is to make you a better person. Not just a better person, a different kind of being. It is to transform you from a monkey to a man. That's what this is about. And it really doesn't care what the world does about it. Oh, well, that's an entirely different thing. Yes, that's an entirely different thing. See, external life is a big machine and it's operating. And it has been operating for millions of years. You are not going to change the course of that machine by throwing yourself in front of it with a crucifix held up or a Star of David held up or whatever any more than you are going to stop the 610 train when it's going 60 miles an hour down the track by jumping in front of it. It's not going to happen. Why? Because that's not how it works here on this planet. We have laws here, physical laws called the laws of physics, miraculously actually have words that mean something. The laws of physics, the physical laws, say that there's such a law, there's inertia. An object that's moving at a certain speed will continue to move at that speed. That's the way that goes. Now, there will be other laws that act on it that will eventually slow it down unless there are other laws that are used to keep it at that speed. But there are physical laws that govern all of that. And you jumping in front of the train is not going to stop it and it's not going to derail it. Not if you are one of us. Now, you know, maybe Spider-Man could do it or Superman, but not one of us. Okay, so for the ladies, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of the action, don't they? Everybody wants their gender-specific insanity. Okay, fine, have it. Enjoy it. Gobble it up. It won't leave much room for light breadcrumbs, I'll tell you that. So here we have our attitude to the work. And we mix it with things belonging to the machinery of life. 
Let's go back to the work shoes. You're outside. You have these shoes, your work shoes covering your understanding so that the contaminants of life don't contaminate your understanding. So you're out there in life and it's muddy, it rained and it's muddy and so you've got all this mud just clogged on your work shoes. And you reach down there to get some of the mud off and you get some of the mud off but you got some on your hands but then your eye itches and you rub your eye and then you get some of the mud in your eye. And then you can't see clearly anymore which is another kind of understanding. It's an internal understanding. You have the external understanding your feet represent, but that you have the internal understanding that your eyes represent. And so now you take that external mud from the world and you rub your eyes, and now you can't see internally either. Not a good thing for those of us who want to be able to see and grow. The work is under other laws than life is. External life doesn't conform to the work, and it never will. But these people with the big colored balloons, they said that if, if I, they said that if I did this, I would be rich, that, that I, would, I would be successful, that women would fall at my feet, beautiful women would fall at my feet, they'd be so attracted to me, they'd be following me around like slaves wanting to be around me. That's why I bought this meditation program. That's why I bought this book. That's why I went to this seminar. I, I want to be successful and rich and, and, and attractive and I want people to love me. Hello? This work, this work, is not about external life. Well, but, but, but that all those other people say it is. Well, then fine, then go there. I've been here 40 years. I tried that. All of my friends tried that. You know what we came up with? Why isn't this working? That's what we came up with. My wife said to me well, 22 years ago, why isn't this working? I said, well, these people aren't doing it right. She said, well, who has done it right? I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she said, well, she said, I don't think it works. I said, oh, I got a lot of years invested in this, honey. Now's not a good time to be telling me this. <laughs> you know, now's not a good time to be telling your whole livelihood is dependent on this now, and now you want to tell, now you want to change things. It's like, you know, well, now what? It can be a real problem. And it was a real problem. Boy, I had to bite the bullet and say, okay, it doesn't work. I better find what does. You think I have, and you think I have because what I say resonates deep within you. That's why you think I have. And you justify that feeling, that resonant, that resonance with the verifications that you've been able to make in your own life where you have applied these things and you have suffered. It's the bottom line. It's like, it's not the suffering that keeps you coming back. It's the resonance. It's the hope. It's the hope that the suffering will actually lead to something that will somehow transform suffering. Isn't it? That's what it is. But the quick fix looks a lot better. The big colored hot air balloon field looks great. And some people have to do that. I had to do it. People have to do it. You have to do it, do it. You got here too soon. Go back out there and smash your face against the pavement for a while longer. When you've had enough, come back. If I'm still here, we'll talk about it. If I'm not, there'll be somebody else. To expect external life to conform to the work is a mistake and it'll cause us to fail in work efforts because the work is under different laws than life is. Its source, the work's source, is from another direction. We cannot understand the work from a life perspective. You must be willing to give up your life perspective to understand this work. We are studying something different from life so that we may come under different influences, different from life influences. That's what we're doing here. Building on rock, not sand. Unfortunately, it takes a while to get the sand off the rock 
And if you leave just a little bit of sand on the rock and you try and stand on it, you may as well be dancing on ball bearings. It's got to be clean. The light has to clean us thoroughly. And that takes a long time. And it's tedious. And it can be very painful. And that's why we don't have to lock the doors and windows here. We don't have to keep people out by locking doors. All we have to do is tell them what's in store for them if they try to actually do this work. If they leave the balloon field, the field of dreams, and enter a work field or a workroom and put on their work shoes to actually do some work on themselves instead of trying to fix the external world, which is a huge machine that they can't do anything about. This is for people who have ears to hear. Why they call it esoteric, it's not for everybody. I hate to tell you that, but that's the way it is. So this work has to exist in us, apart from life, uncontaminated by life influences. This is what's meant by not working for results. Everything in life happens the only way that it can happen, because life is this giant machine serving cos a cosmic purpose. What is that cosmic purpose? Who cares? You know, what is a square root of gray hair? I don't know, and I don't care. Ask the PC guy. I'm a Mac guy. I don't care. I just want to get the work done. Not interested in all the other stuff. I'll understand what I have to understand, but I, I understand one thing. I understand that I have to do a lot more than I have to know. That I can know a little and do a lot with that little. Or I can know a lot and do a little with that a lot. And I know from experience and understanding that doing a lot with the little is a whole lot better than doing a little with a lot. If you follow that, you are in the right place because <laughs> your brain is properly scrambled. <laughs> An individual may disconnect himself from some of the mechanical laws of life and begin to grow through more conscious laws. You can unplug a little bit from the machine of life and you can plug into something else and that can feed you a different source of energy, a different form of energy coming from a different place that can cause you to develop and grow in a different direction than the direction of all of the other machines in life. Now, if you're up for that, you're in the right place. If you're up for that, you found something that you can do something with. If you're not up for that, you need to get looking for whatever it is that you do think is going to work for you. If you do this, when life doesn't do what you want, it's no longer a source of negativeness. If you start to disconnect from life and you start to plug into this other source of energy, then when life doesn't do what you want it to do, which is like every day, then it's no longer a source of negativity for you. You don't have to be dragged down by it. You don't have to react to it like a marionette being jerked around by strings. You start to get some movement other than the movement that life moves you. Is that true? Only you can say for you. Only I can say for me. You must say for yourself. You say yes, but you can't prove that to anyone here. No, it's, only, it's true for me. <laughs> That's right. I say yes, but that doesn't mean anything to anyone here. You must prove it to yourself. There's only one way to do it. You've got to take this little bit of knowledge that you've got and do a lot with it. Or you can go ahead and collect some more breadcrumbs. Just run down the path and sweep up as, get yourself a big Dyson vacuum cleaner and suck those breadcrumbs up into a big canister. Then when you've got so many breadcrumbs, you can't even carry them anymore, then you start packaging them and selling them like everybody else does. Or you can take the breadcrumbs that you can hold in your hand and start eating them. But they're dry and they're nasty and they, and they don't, and they're not. Can we have some sugar for the, my, some cinnamon and sugar on my breadcrumb? Could I make some toast? 
a little butter, honey, maple syrup, please. Just could I have some, sir, please? Look, just eat the breadcrumbs. In the beginning, we're on a bread and water diet. <laughs> Sorry, that's how it is. In the beginning, we're on a bread and water diet. We need to clean our systems out. We need to clean these machines. They're dirty from life. Don't try to find the will of God in life. It's not done on earth. The Lord's Prayer is real clear about that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, why is it saying thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Because it's not done on earth. That's what a prayer is. You're asking for something that isn't. I'm asking that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because it's not done on earth. So if you're looking for God's will to be done on earth, you are going to be sorely disappointed. That is going to be a tremendous source of negativity for you. You're going to say, if there's a God, why does he let all of this happen? These poor little suffering children, these people starving, all oh, this horrible disease. Why did God do that? Why does he allow that? Go on, put your hand on your hip. Put your hand on your head, your forehead there. Why does he do that? You want to live there? You don't want to live there, do you? Good. Then don't do that. Fun, isn't it? See, the work doesn't all have to be just all like, Ugh. it can be fun. You can make it fun. You can learn to laugh at yourself. And I'll guarantee you the only thing that's really funny is you. I mean, just ask any of us. We don't think we're funny. We know you're funny, right? It's like Connie said one day we were telling somebody something. And I said, this isn't just about him. This is about all of us. And she said, well, then it's not that funny. <laughs> remember, remember that? That guy never came back. <laughs> he didn't think it was funny at all. He thought it was funny to get out of here. It's like, that's it. I'm not going back there. This hurts. I think we named that talk Ouch. And it was an ouch. I knew it was coming. I could see it on the horizon. You, know? you don't need to be the great Kreskin to see that coming. You know, you take PV and I, and you combine them together, and I can tell you what's going to happen. You take vinegar and baking soda and you put those things together and I can tell you what's going to happen. You don't need to be the great Kreskin to tell you that. You take PV&I, pride, vanity, and imagination. You put them together in a container and that container is a human being. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I know exactly the reaction is going to be. Just the same way that if I took vinegar and baking soda and put them together. Same kind of reaction. So yeah, I can tell the future. I can tell you what a machine will do in the future. Now, I don't have a clue what a real man will do in the future. Because I'm not a real man. I'm a machine trying to become a real man. If you'd like to make that trip with me, I'd love the company. If not, I'm happy to get rid of the baggage car. This work doesn't get rid of life artificially by making hermits or monks. It's more difficult than that. We must seal ourselves from the effects of external life while they're happening to us. Oh, no. While they're happening, but they keep on happening. Right. And you have to keep on sealing. Oh, but that sounds like so much work. Fine. There's the balloon field. Go buy a ticket for a hot air balloon ride. If you want to work after your ride, see if we're still here. If we're still here, come on back. But the ticket price is going to be double. At least. It's going to be double. At least. It's going to cost you more. And I'm not charging it. But that's for later. You had to figure that out for yourself at a later date. With what? Are you identified at this moment? You don't know. Ask yourself, with what am I identified at this moment? You don't know. And the reason you don't know is because you have to observe yourself. You cannot see what you're identified with without observing yourself. 
And when we're in life, we're not observing ourselves. We're being identified. It's only when we create a workroom that we are in life and we are observing ourselves and we stop identifying as much. That's the purpose of a workroom, clean room. Without self-observation, you have no idea with what you are identified. We're simply identified in the dark because it's not brought into our consciousness. Just that simple. Self-observation brings things that are dark into our consciousness. We become aware of them. We see them. If we don't identify, if we use proper self-observation and we don't identify, we see what's so and we don't go crazy. We go less crazy by not identifying because we always identify a little. Oh my God, that's so horrible. I'll never make it. That's identified too much. You will make it if you don't quit. When you don't know how you behave, it's all dark to you. We're doing it all the time, not knowing that we're doing it. Whatever it is, I don't care what it is. We're doing it all the time and we don't know that we're doing it because we're doing it in the dark. Why? Because we can't observe ourselves. Why? Because we don't observe ourselves. Why? Because we don't have a workroom. Why? Because we haven't made one. I have to make one? <laughs> can, I, can I buy one? No, you have to make one. Uh, but this guy says I can buy one. He says he already made it. And it's like ready made and I just add water, blow it up, put, plug it in. And it just expands like one of those beds, you know, that you just pull the, or a raft, a life preserver raft thing. You just pull the thing and it, CO2 cartridge blows it up. No, you've got to do this yourself. Oh, I don't like that. I want his. Okay, go buy his. We're asleep to ourselves. It's fair to say that in that case, when we don't know what we're doing, when we're asleep to ourselves, that we're machines that are turned by life. In the same way that a saw blade in a sawmill is turned by a belt or a gear. We are machines turned by life. And we will repeat and repeat and repeat the behavior that life turns us to repeat. It's fair to say that. We need to be sealed, hermetically sealed from life. Understanding of life is one thing. Understanding of the work is another thing. There are people who understand life brilliantly. They haven't a clue what this work is about. There are people who understand this work. They haven't a clue what life is about. You need to have both. It's better to have an understanding of the work. But what good is it if you don't understand life? You've got to have both. Life mustn't be allowed to prevail over the work. A man in this work continues to work in spite of life's external circumstances. I took that guy's seminar and my wife, my wife's breast grew by three crop sizes overnight. Her hair turned blonde and she is the most beautiful woman and she is totally, completely devoted to me. My boss gave me the company. He just gave it to me, gave me the keys one morning when I walked in. And he said, here, you could run this company a lot better than I. I'll be happy just to work for you. The IRS came and said, we made a mistake. We owe you $14 million. I won the lottery. Great. I've got work to do. Well, I don't have to work now. I don't have to work now because I got it all, right? then don't. I've got work to do. I won the lottery. I don't have to work now. No, now I have to work more because now I have the burden of the lottery dragging me down. Now I have to seal my clean room off from that much more outside pressure. Now I've got to work harder. Damn that lottery. Who gave me that lottery ticket? I hope they put their initials on it so I can give it back to them. You see, somebody in this work, they continue to work in spite of life's external circumstances. You win the lottery, you continue to work. You don't win the lottery, you lose your job, your wife leaves, your dog bites the mailman and he sues you, you continue to work. You don't go, ever since I started this work, my life has been in the toilet. Keep working, 
There's light at the other end of the toilet. That's all I got to say. Keep working, people. This is a bad place to stop. Your life is in the toilet. Don't stop here. Keep working. But I just won the lottery. I can stop now. Don't stop here because everything's going to change. It's like that Bruce Almighty grants everybody, everybody, he plays God and everybody gets, he says yes to everybody's prayer. And his girlfriend goes, I won the lottery. But so did everybody else. We all got 14 cents each. <laughs> but the ticket was $2. Yeah, you're behind. And that's how life works. So keep working. First, we must be healed of our internal blindness. Then we must become blind. So first we get healed. First, we have to start seeing inside of ourselves. We don't see inside of ourselves because we're internally blind. Then we start to see inside of ourselves. Now we've got to get blind. What do you mean? Well, you've now got to get, now that you can see internally, you've got to get blind to external circumstances. You've got to become blind to what the world is doing. It can't matter to you. This work has to matter more. If you want to succeed, if you want to make progress, if you want to develop. But like somebody said to me recently, I don't want to develop. I just said that. Okay, bye. That's okay with me. I would rather have the truth than a lie. What if it hurts? I would rather have the truth than a lie. But what if it hurts really bad? I would rather have the truth than a lie. But it terrifies me. The truth terrifies me. Terrifies me too. All that tells you is that you're getting closer to the truth if you're terrified. If you're not afraid of the truth, it's because you haven't a clue. But this guy who wrote and said it terrified him, the thought of being real, he's closer to the truth about himself and about what it will mean to be real. There's a higher level of understanding than the one that we're currently at, where we ordinarily stand. Good news for modern man. There is a higher level of understanding than the one that you currently occupy. There is a way to go up. There is a higher place than where you are. Do you want to be there? Are you willing to work to get there? Then you have a chance. There, at that higher level of understanding, we realize that everything happens to us in the best way so that it will develop us. So everything that happens... I, my life's in the toilet. Great. At that higher level of understanding, we go, great, this is exactly what I need to develop the best possible way that I can develop right now. It's not going to stay like this. This will change. But right now, this is exactly what I need. Well, but that's a lie. Well, yeah, of course it's a lie because you're not at that level of understanding. You have to get there. What if I believe that I'm there? Won't work. What if I wish that I was there? That might help. Might get you facing in the right direction if you can generate enough emotion about it really desiring it. Life is no longer an end in itself, but a means to an end at that higher level of understanding. Nothing about this is impractical. People tell me this is impractical. No, this is not impractical. There's nothing about this work that's impractical. Your belief system is what's impractical. Your illusions, your dreams about making the world, saving the whales, your illusion about making the world, bringing, bringing peace on earth. You know, this is a great time of year. Peace on earth, good, goodwill toward men. Right. And where is that happening again? Oh, in the Middle East. <laughs> right. Uh, New York City. Yeah. Paris. Mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Name a place. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Why? Because machines are operating on this planet, and machines do the same thing they've always done. They repeat a mechanical process. And the wheel of life turns them. Don't be one of them. Easier said than done. It is in the practice of this work that we find new meaning, which gives us new force to change. It is not impractical. It is absolutely practical. What is impractical is gathering breadcrumbs and selling them and thinking you're going to make progress. 
Well, yeah, you'll get money, but you won't develop unless you eat the breadcrumbs. The nasty, dry, tasteless breadcrumbs. We're back to that. This guy isn't going to get very many followers talking like that. This guy isn't looking for very many followers. This guy, I'll take a couple of good ones. I'm just looking for a few good men. I'm just looking for a few people who are willing to do that. I'm not, I'm not looking for a big crowd. I realize my limitations. I can't deal with a lot of people. I can deal with a few in a quality way. Or I can deal with a lot without quality. Quantity, no quality. Quality, little quantity. Choose. I've chosen. Nothing about this is impractical. If this work doesn't lead to self-change, it's either another of life's pointless frauds or we are. Now you choose. If this work doesn't lead to self-change, then this work is a lie. If this work does lead to self-change and you are not changing, then you are a fraud. You are a pretender. You're pretending to do the work. You're not doing it. I don't like that. I don't either. I don't have to take that. You're right. I can go over there to the balloon field and they'll sell me something else. That's true. Get on with your bad self. Go over there and buy a whole fistful of balloons. Buy all the tickets you can afford. Have a great life. I got work to do. I know. I've taken a look at me. I got a lot of work to do. If this work works for one, it works. If this work has worked for one person throughout all of history, it works. If it's never worked for anyone, it may not work. Or maybe no one's worked it. It is we who must change, not the world and the work. This can only be done by changing the way we think and feel about life and about ourselves. This begins with vision. We must see first. You cannot change what you cannot see. You must observe yourself as you are. See what you are before you can attempt to change it. Do I sound like a broken record? There's a reason for that. I must repeat myself because I am a machine talking to machines, trying not to be machines. The linchpin of this work is the practical application of the ideas shared in the podcasts. If you'll go to solidrockvista.com, to the thoughts page, I've written a number of articles that will help you to practice the principles that we're sharing with you in the podcasts.